Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Loose and Conversational Podcast. My name's David Keem, and every week, me and my co-host Jen sit down with friends old and new. We have a few drinks, and we talk about whatever. Welcome to Episode 7, where we sit down with my old friend Cletus Van Dam. Cletus and I worked together 20 years ago, and he's got an interesting life because him and his wife are part of the lifestyle. You can learn more about that in the podcast. This podcast is special for two reasons. One, we uh, weren't able to record it in our usual podcast studio. Restrictions because of the global pandemic meant we had to move into larger spaces to be a little safer, which we did. And now we're not allowed to gather at all. There's even further restrictions, so we can't get together to record the podcast. That means for future episodes, at least over the next little while, we're going to have to go remote. So Jen and I are trying to figure that out right now. It also means I'm recording this intro in my closet at home. I read online that closets are good places to record, so I set up a microphone and here I stand amongst my t-shirts and pants and dress shirts and all sorts of things. The other challenge we had with this resulted in me getting super drunk. So what happened was we moved into a room where we had to serve ourselves alcohol, which I should not serve myself alcohol. I drank way too much. I got kind of sloppy. I turned into that annoying drunk. You know, you all know one. Talks over people is really annoying. I had to cut a bunch out because, quite frankly, it was too annoying to listen to and I couldn't stand it. I think Cletus and Jen are saints for putting up with me. But basically, two hours and 15 minutes worth of recorded time has turned into one hour and 20 minutes worth of podcast. And trust me, you don't want to hear the stuff that wasn't there. If you think of the most annoying friend you've ever had and how drunk you got and how we kept shouting over your friends as they tried to talk, yeah, unfortunately, that was me. It's a learning experience, though. I'll never be in charge of mixing my own drinks for the podcast. And going forward, we will have a strict no getting drunk at the podcast rule. This is loose and conversational where you have a couple drinks. You don't have a, you know, two-thirds of a bottle of rum and then start trying to talk. Being that we're going to be going remote, that actually gives us an opportunity to include people in the podcast who aren't in the area. So the best way to get a hold of us is on our Facebook page. Look for Loose and Conversational Podcast on Facebook. If you like and follow our page, that would be great. But if you'd be interested in being on, and all you got to do, we're looking for two things. We're either looking for loose conversations with interesting people or we're looking for interesting conversations with loose people. So if you could fill one of those bills and you'd like to give us, you know, 20, 60 minutes of your time, maybe a little bit more over the next few weeks, send us a note because we'd love to have you on. There's probably people out there who have great stories and would love to share them and are just interesting to talk to. And we'd love to have you on. Uh, so hit us up if you can. We can't do this without guests. Well, we can, but it's far more exciting if we have guests. Okay, everyone, that's enough of my talking. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Loose and Conversational Podcast. of you or do you want to handle your own introduction or how do you want to do it <laughs> i'd rather be someone else today i don't know if i want to be crazy. Oh, oh hey that's a good oh shit i fucking told everybody you're well crazy. you can edit this out you yeah, have I that can, ability i can because the only time i've used his name i think is in last week yeah you said is coming next week you should ask so do you really question. want to be somebody else <laughs> i've always had a fantasy about being cletus van dam cletus van dam yeah that's fucking awesome I mean, I'm going to lose a whole bunch of listeners because I think a lot of people are uh, looking forward to you being on the podcast. <laughs> no, we can, we can do I don't care. No, Cletus Van Dam is awesome. <laughs> if it will make you speak more candidly, I would uh, support being Cletus Van Dam. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm pretty open guy, man. I'll speak. Are you? Okay. I actually have another guy from uh, that I know from Regina who wants to be on, but he'll only do it with a like a pseudonym. pseudonym? Yeah. AKA? Yeah, an AKA. Actually, she doesn't use her real name, although Jen's her real name. I was going to say, it wouldn't be hard to figure out who, the, who I am. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's not like... 
for the people who are listening, it's not like they can type. They don't know enough of your name to type it into a yeah. computer. They Although you want it. my picture and bio. No, I want a picture and a bio that you want me to put on the website. Oh, so it can be Jen North Coast. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely going to be Jen North Coast because that's what we call you. Right. Okay. Although I liked Jan at 18 after listening to Marissa's podcast. Yeah, you're Jan at 18, <laughs> whichever it is. Yeah. So do you want to be or do you want to be Cletus Van Dam? Surprise me. Cletus Van Dam. I think Cletus Van Dam is awesome. Cletus Van Dam it is. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. We're sitting here with Cletus Van Dam. Cletus Van Dam, the legend. Hey. Very uh, nice to be here. Yeah. Our first male guest. Yeah, our first male guest. There's nothing wrong with the audio. We actually have a male guest in case you thought this was a podcast that only had females on it. Yeah. And it'll be nice because it'll help hopefully get rid of some of Jen's uh, overtly feminist opinions. <laughs> At least she can have two guys to challenge her on it. I was as I was driving here. I was listening to the podcast number five. No, number six, I guess. And I realized that we've only had females so far. And we've only talked about penis size being a bad thing. So I'm, I'm You curious. know what? That's a great place to start because I really hope we'd get there. <laughs> I'm curious to see but, how but different for, it'll be now but, that but we... But first thing I wanted to say is uh, Cletus and I worked together for a long time. We've... Uh you're going to hear about a magical place called Lake Louise. And I think you're going to about hear it with hopefully a bunch of my guests. Uh, but Kurt, uh, Cletus and I met in Lake Louise. I used to run a pub there for a little while and he was my best customer. At the end of the night, I'm not even kidding. How long were your bills? I don't know, four or five feet long. Yeah, I'm not even shitting you. How did I, you afford that? And these were, oh, because he got a really good discount. <laughs> <laughs> what was this discount? Uh, Cletus would come in. <laughs> I, can get there, I can get rid of that, don't worry. <laughs> Cletus would come in at opening. And we opened at six and he would come in at opening and he would play pool and I would see like the steady people, like whether it was a busy night or a slow night. Was this the staff lounge, first of all? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I was a stables pub. I was a stables gotcha. pub manager. Uh, one of the most fun jobs I ever had, but also in some some ways kind of frustrating, but a good job. He would be there all night. And by the end of the night, you would literally take his bill out and you would hold it up as high as your head and it would be dragging on the floor. It's like a CVS receipt. Yeah, it's like a CVS receipt, <laughs> except that it's uh, it's all Alcohol? rum. All rum. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't you just like bring your own rum or like you know buy the bottle? I'm sure it probably would have been cheaper than a drink at a time. Well, because you weren't allowed to. No. Oh. But I I don't know. I, I remember you used to ask me like, how many drinks do you think you had tonight? And I'm <laughs> well, like, I have no idea. Huh. And you'd tell me, and and it's like. We can't believe you drank that much because only we yeah, watched it, you drink yeah, them it all. Would, it would be unbelievable. It would be unbelievable. About t- probably 25 drinks a night. Wow. And so then after that, I moved into a, a different department called stewarding. And then Craig and I worked together. In stewarding? Uh, yeah, we, were, we, we ran stewarding together. And it was interesting because I had no idea what went on stewarding. I was in, I was in stewarding for 10 months. I was going to say, so you co-ran stewarding, one drinks heavily, the other one I know drinks heavily, although you haven't said here, and you didn't know what you were doing. I've never said I drink heavily. No, but not on the podcast, you know, not today. <laughs> I think that's been implied. I started, yeah. I started a podcast about drinking. I just want to know who put you in charge? Like who put you two in charge know. of the stewarding department? I was an alcoholic and he was incompetent. So what <laughs> yeah, did you do? Yeah. No, it's actually, it's a good story. It's a, that's a good question because Craig, Craig ran stewarding. Craig was a chief steward and eventually he became chief steward, but I don't think he wanted to be chief steward. Did you want to be chief steward? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. Who does? I no, guess. Uh, no. But I wanted to move into like want, who, who puts their vision board together and puts chief steward on their vision board. No, don't get me wrong. It was a great job. Oh, okay, it really was a great job. And you were a chief steward three different times, right? Yeah, in three different places. Yeah, it's not a bad job at all. But did you work there for the chief stewarding job or for the steep discount that you got at the staff lounge? I think there was a combination of <laughs> the women and and the, the cheap women. drinks at the bar. So a chief steward got some good woman action. He did. I didn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> he did, yeah. Okay. So it wasn't really the he job. Definitely did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Old Cletus here, though. He, uh, yeah, he. So he, he, then I became chief steward, and he's the assistant chief steward. And I think basically how it worked out was how many times did you turn down chief steward? A couple. Yeah, a couple at least. Because you turned it down after I left. Yeah. And then after that, I was finally like, you got to be chief steward, man. Like, you keep you, you keep being the assistant chief, but you have putzes like me or <laughs> like putzes like the guy after me. What I don't, I'm not sure that Cletus isn't a putz himself, but carry on. <laughs> oh, Cletus isn't a putz at all. The uh, the guy after you, how did the guy after you go away? He like took the... He took the truck six weeks in drunk and they fired him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to, just Jen, you, just so you know what kind of HR problems you can have. <laughs> He took the van, right? Yeah. Yeah. So van. it's a cube van. Yeah. So he was at work in Lake Louise and he got loaded and he had to get home and he lived in Banff, right? Yep. So he took the cube van and he drove to Banff loaded. Yeah. And we, the boys all hated him. So the <laughs> first thing they did was run to HR in the morning. They kind of set him up there. So I was going to say, like, as the HR, I know what's wrong in this scenario, but what do you think is wrong in this scenario? The fact that he, you know, couldn't handle his alcohol. I is think that he was problem? French. I think he, he was, was French. Oh. Yeah, that, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Problem number one. Yeah. Problem number one. Problem, French uh, yeah. couldn't handle his alcohol, clearly. He got to the point where he was so drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I, I used... I don't think I lived in the village then. I don't remember. I lived in the village for a while and I drove a Sunbird GT. Remember you drove uh, a Mustang? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I drove a Sunbird that. GT and I used to race home. I'd like, I'd always have my best time. Oh my and I remember God. once I made it from, and this will have no perspe- perspective to anybody who hasn't lived there, but I made it from, where did I start? I dropped Harmon off, so... I don't know, like the parking lot around building two or something like that to the who's breathing into the mic. Not me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this is the loose and conversational podcast where sometimes we breathe heavy into mic. We'll see if David finds your breathing a turn off like he finds mine. Yeah. Well, I'll just assume it's yours. (laughs) Actually, for all I know, it's me. I don't know. Um, Anyway, so I made it from dropping Harmon off to home and I lived in Lake Louise in accommodations because that's where my wife worked in two and a half minutes. Two and a half <laughs> minutes. I used to get past, what's the place, like the bungalows or something? Paradise bungalows or Paradise something? Paradise bungalows, yeah. You'd kind of come around the corner, Paradise bungalows, I would floor it and I would shift through the gears and I would get going as fast as I could. And then I would get to the Moraine Lake turnoff sign. And that was my, like, as soon as I passed it, that's when I would hit the brakes. And I'd have to like fucking end with the clutch and end with the brakes. And I would screech into the corner. And it was like the coolest thing I've ever done. And I must have done it like like 50 times and nobody's ever seen it. And Harmon told me like that one. I remember this one because he told me the next time I saw him, he's like, were you drunk when you left last night? And I was like, yeah, it was like four in the morning, man. Like, of course I was drunk. And uh, he's like, because I, I, he had a cig or he did something. And he's like, I could hear you as you drive away, like screech, rrr, screech. Rrr. So anyway, driving drunk. I don't think that was the guy's problem. So funny. You seem so proud of these stories and the word oh, that keeps I'm going super proud of through it. my head is like little douches, you know, like you're just these little douches back then. I wasn't little. <laughs> No, you were, you were bigger than you are now. Yeah, yeah. I was rotund. Rotund. Yeah. Pleasantly plump. Yeah. Pleasantly plump. More the, cushion uh, for the pushing. So we're still working on Cletus's introduction. You became our assistant chief. I would choose you. That was 10 months. That was super fun. Like it was super fun. And then I went into banquets and you became chief steward eventually after the French guy flamed out. Yeah. Like most Frenchmen. And then there was the videotape incident. The videotape incident. Hey, let's talk about the videotape incident. Let's, let's. We're so far gone from that. Like there was a cover up and everything. Do you want to tell the videotape incident? 
No, I'll, I'll chime in. I'll chime in. Is okay, it a cool. sex tape? Oh, fuck. Well, not really. Oh. Okay. And I am going to tell the real version of this. Because okay, that, vid- that videotape. No, no, no. The version of the videotape. Because the famous Lake Louise sex tape was so completely overblown. Because it really didn't have that much on it. Yeah. And I should say, I, we're not going to say the girl's name. She's a delightful human being. Maybe a little simple, maybe. But nice. <laughs> There was this tape that was made. Some guys before my time in Lake Louise, I think basically they spent a summer there and they had one of them had a video camera and they recorded everything that they did, turned it into this tape. The tape got copied and sent around and people would watch it. And some parts of it were pretty cool. Like there was, it was more like in the lines of like a jackass tape. Cool. Okay. Like it just showed them doing a bunch of things, right? And in one of the, one part of the tape. Hi, I'm the Loose and Conversational Podcast Censor. This part of the podcast talks about something that maybe shouldn't be shared. This happens sometimes, and we choose to tread on the side of not getting in trouble. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. And, and so anyway, so this videotape existed, and a, a copy of it existed in the staff pub. Why? I don't know, man. It was a crazy time. It was a crazy time. And a lot this of fun back things in the, happened. Back in the late 90s. So was yeah. it labeled like inappropriate? Like how? Like So it's just in this library? No, no, no. No, like, no, no. If you had the tape or if you watched the tape, it was not the Lake Louise sex tape. It was, I can't even remember what it was called, but it was because it was like a whole videotape of these guys' summer or, or time in Lake Louise or something like that. And a very short part of it involved... Okay. And uh, so this videotape was circulated around and then... At one point, Craig had the stewarding leaders over to his house just for a little get-together, just for something to relax. How many leaders are in stewarding? Oh, it was a big department, man. It was there a big was department. 70 of us in the department. There yeah, was it like was like seven huge. leaders, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, shit. No, it, it, like we had... How many kitchens did we That's have? That's one liter for every 10 people. Like, That's excessive. Yeah. No, before, it's... before Mount Temple, we had uh, Maine, Tom Wilson, Poppy, Fairview... Yeah, it was four. Uh, uh, but we also did staff calf. Room service. Yeah, we did night cleaning. It was a big department. Stalking. Stalking, yeah. We had the night stalker and the day stalker. <laughs> the night stalker. Yeah, that sounds like a good name. And uh, um, so anyway, we had the leaders over and it was it was great. And and I was, remember they were talking about the Lake Louise sex tape or something like that. And of course, I want to be like, no, 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 guys. And it was funny because I started out like, it's not a sex tape. It's just this whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I realized nobody had ever seen it. And I'm like an idiot. I'm like, I got a copy upstairs. I'll go grab it. So and I go grab it. you were the it. leader. You were a leader in this scenario. I was the leader in this scenario. <laughs> Fantastic. And, and let me interject here for a second. You had just won leader of the year. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not just a leader in the hotel. He was leader of the year. I'm the best leader in the hotel. <laughs> oh, fuck. You can tell this is a different time. I still have the plaque in my office. What year was this? Like, I just need to... 2001. Oh, shit. Like, in my mind, it's in the 80s. Yeah, because for you, 2001 <laughs> is the 80s. Anyway, 2001, yeah. So uh, I go get the tape. And cr- I remember I didn't even watch it. Like, I went and got the tape and was like, here you go. Who is Hamlin was the one who wanted yeah. it. I didn't watch it either because I was... Yeah, we were in the kitchen. We, You and I were chatting I was in the trying kitchen. to line up a piece of ass for so, the pub for later. <laughs> I, so no, you had never seen this tape before? No. And I remember telling the guys, like, because we had a late Lisa... One of the Lisa. You no, know, let's not do last names. I I, 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 I wasn't there long enough to learn. Blonde name. Lisa. Blonde yeah. Lisa was there, and I didn't. Me being the upstanding citizen that I am, figured that it wasn't think... appropriate to show it a tape. And I remember telling us, but I wasn't interested in the tape <laughs> oh, anyway. 
Cletus just threw me under the bus. Yeah, he sure did. No, but I don't think you watched it either. I think it was more the the general middle management. Okay, David does. doesn't get a pass here. He went up to get yeah, to the no, tape. I honestly thought that this was something that everybody in Lake Louise had seen. Well, they didn't after this time. Like, I, I felt a little pissed off once we get to the part where I get in trouble, <laughs> where everybody disavowed knowledge of this thing, like like I'd made it or something, right? <laughs> and I remember, well, I'll talk about that in a second. But anyway, you were saying, like, you were uh, horrified that we were watching a video uh, video. Well, I wasn't horrified, but I had other interests. I was He's lo- a gentleman. I was looking at... Yeah. Two hours later on in the evening, yeah. what I was hoping he, to be doing. He so, was an upstanding citizen focused on the next pussy he was going to get. Have you ever seen that? Did you ever actually see the tape then? 30 seconds of it. I never even saw the topless like, part. Like, an Amber fucking comes in. Amber, I'm on your side. Because she was also in housekeeping. She Was she a housekeeping supervisor? She was. The, the thing that started the trouble was when Hanlon said that he was going to make copies and sell the tape. And oh, then Sean fuck. mentioned I never it heard to, of that. Sean mentioned it to Amber, and then that's when... Oh, yeah. all- Where's the bitch loose. here? Hanlon, you... F- I'm, Did he really say that? You betcha. Yeah, I think I should have turned you fuckers in. Yeah, that, I remember when I got in trouble, that was the one of the things. They're like, go get the tape. And I'm like, well, I don't have the tape anymore. Like, why would I still have the tape? I don't care about it. I was on vacation at the time. Oh, Lucky fuck. you. So the number gets mad. And she goes and talks to Joe, who was the director of operations at the time. And I'm just sitting at home one day and I get a call and they're like, you need to come in here right now. I got held out of service. I got yelled at by the director of food and beverage. I got yelled at by the director of operations. I got stink-eyed by the security, by a security guy. Um, and I got suspended pending termination. Yeah. And what they said was, okay, yeah. Within two weeks of winning leader of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the reigning leader of yeah. the year. Yeah. If one of our employees pulled this shit, you wouldn't be like, oh, I, I get it. I understand. This was 2001. It was a different time, Jen. <laughs> and geography, location, location, location. Yeah, yeah. They, had, they had bigger problems than you do, It Jen. was different. Yeah. And this was before the uh, the whole tower thing. This was like, this is like early 2001. Yeah. It was and, anarchy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so you obviously didn't lose your job. No, no, I didn't lose my job. Uh, I remember I went home for a day. I, I thought I was going to get fired. I had to tell my wife, yeah, I fucking had to videotape where, uh, and the best part is, so no, I didn't get, and, they, and I remember when I got held out of service, they said, this isn't up to us. They said, this is up to some lawyers in Toronto to decide whether we can keep you or not. And that's not a good feeling. So I went home and I wondered what I was going to do next for a while. And then they brought me in. And the interesting thing was they said, well, we're not going to fire you. And we talked to her and she, I guess when they talked to her, she was like, she knew about the tape. She knew people watched it. She knew it was... Your bottle has like a half an inch gone. Yeah, Cletus. Cletus was like, I've been drinking all day. I'm a disgrace. Man, I got to tell you, I'm a dad and have a have a 15-year-old daughter and I recently had a traumatic experience. What's the traumatic uh, experience? Well, first of all, my uh, my daughter announcing that she has a boyfriend for the first time. So that was a rather traumatic <laughs> That was traumatic. I don't think that's traumatic. Well, it was traumatic for me. <laughs> your daughter your daughter announcing she's pregnant is traumatic. But no, I like I'm 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 a, I work away from home, so I'm my uh, Oh, that's right. You Melody calls home. me and says, "You know, you know, she has a boyfriend and and I'm like, "Okay." 
What's he like? Have you met him? And uh, and she's got your DNA. Yeah, I know, I know, and that's horrible. Thank God she looks like her mom, like because I kind of resemble Mr. Burns a little bit. Um, I have the Mr. Burns physique. I would rather have a daughter that was unattractive. Oh my God, I, I don't have that problem. So you know, as a dad, like I'm not an intimidating guy. I'm only intimidating from the waist down, waist up. Like I have nothing, right? What do you have waist down that's intimidating? No, we're going to talk about that later. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's always been a, a thing for me. Like when, when uh, Melody told me she was pregnant again, like every man, I said, like, oh, I hope I have a boy. I'll have a little mini me. And But I had a daughter and I love her to death. But for me, all growing up, I always had a thing. I'm a, I'm a small guy. And uh, I always wanted the, the boyfriends to, you know, respect me or fear me. Um, you know, I had kind of had this little vision in my head where, you know, the boys are around school and they're looking at my daughter. And then the guys are saying like, you know, don't go near her. Her dad, that motherfucker's crazy. And, you know, they'd be totally afraid. So I'm thinking about in camp what I'm going to do. I want to meet this boy. I tell her, you know, when I come home, have him over for dinner. I want to meet this boy and I want to fuck with him a little bit. Like, it's just a duty of a dad to do that. But look at me. I'm like 150 pounds soaking wet. So I'm not very intimidated. Are you still 150 pounds soaking wet? Yeah. 47 years old, baby. But anyway, so you're lucky in that though. Yeah, no, I know. I haven't changed. I'm still the same as in high school. All my hair and uh, still the same size. So I'm in, I'm in camp and I'm thinking about, you know, what am I going to do when I go home and meet this boy? I get home. I usually come home on Wednesdays. The boy's coming over for dinner on a Friday night. So I'm thinking like, what can I do to fuck with this kid? I'm not very physically intimidating. So I'm going to have to do something. So Mel and I are talking and I figure I use a, a trick that one of the food stores guys, there was this food stores guys back in the 90s that was there. Uh, this guy was like 120 pounds and he used to wear like eight sweaters to work. So he would look like a normal size. Who was it? Uh, his name was Paul. I can't remember. Big. He was like a pit bull, uh, you know, one of those yappy little dogs, all bark, no bite. So I'm thinking, you know, what can I do? And then Melody says to me, she goes, well, you know, I got some sweaters upstairs. Why don't you put on some sweaters? You look a little bit bigger. Oh, you're fucking with me. No. Oh, it gets better. So <laughs> I put on the sweaters and I look, I look, you know, fluffy. I don't look intimidating at all. I look fluffy. So... In Melody's closet, we got these two big walk-in closets. Yeah, it's not like anybody looks at the rock and says, "There's a guy who looks like he has a lot of sweaters on." No, like I'm like I'm fluffy. So I like I said, this is no good. Like I don't look big, and then we have these two big walk-in <laughs> closets in our bathroom. I have the little one, and Mel has a huge one. And Mel has like a, a collection of lingerie that she can open up her own store with. Oh God, I hope you put the lingerie on. <sighs> yes, I'm getting to that. So she goes, "Why don't you put this on?" And she pulls down one of these bustiers. She goes, it'll make your chest look bigger. <laughs> so she pulls down this purple bustier thing, and, but you know, with the strings in the back? Oh, yeah. So, but in the, in the boob part of it, it has like padding. <laughs> it has these like gel, it looks like implant things, right? Like these little gel things. So I said, you got to pull those out because I can't look like I have 44 double D breasts because <laughs> that won't be intimidating at all. No, it totally would be. So we pull these things out and meanwhile, like I'm on the floor on my knees She's behind me, pulling these fucking strings and putting this thing on me. So then I put all the sweaters over the this top. This would have been so great on TikTok. And I put this thing on, and like it looks like I kind of have pecs in a sort of ridiculous sort of way. <laughs> so the boy is coming. Like We're 15 minutes from this kid coming to the house. Never met this kid before. And I, you know, I'm looking in the mirror at myself. She goes downstairs. The doorbell rings. She goes downstairs. And I'm up there like looking. Ooh, look, uh, I look a little bit big. And... So you went with it. Oh, yeah, fuck it, I did. So I go downstairs. <laughs> First thing I do when I hit the bottom step is trip. And when I don't realize, when I go downstairs, like I 
I'm, I'm sort of an animated person. So when I get downstairs, I realize that I can't, I have so many sweaters on that I can't really move. I'm like, I'm coming at them like I'm the fucking mummy. I got my arms <laughs> hanging out like this and I can't really move my arms too much. And he kind of looks at me strangely. And then Anisha is so, like, she doesn't say anything, but she's so embarrassed, right? <laughs> and because I can't move properly and, and I've probably been drinking all day. So I'm like half in the bag. And so anyways, they go upstairs, watch a movie and uh yeah they were watching a movie yeah no they were I, I was supervising so anyway mel and i are sitting on the couch and i mean i'm hot as fuck i got like eight sweaters on this bustier thing <laughs> i have to go outside and stand on the step every few minutes to cool down so they they're upstairs i have a, a strict set of rules so the boy has to be out by a certain time so he comes downstairs and, <laughs> no this was the first time yeah the, your strict set of rules was something you made up probably halfway through the night yeah, probably. <laughs> so the boy comes downstairs anyway, and like, meanwhile, I can't even get up off the couch because I have like eight sweaters on. And like, he actually helps me off the couch, and he's like, you know, nice to meet you, ma'am. Nice to meet you, sir. I hope you're feeling better. And then like, he goes talks to Nasha to have a kiss goodnight or whatever, and he leaves. So I'm there, and Anisha loses her shit. She goes, Dad, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he goes, I'm so embarrassed. I never want to have him back here again. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, mission accomplished then. Well, yeah, part, part of me is thinking mission accomplished, but this is not the, the, the funny part of it is. Wait a minute. We've already hit the funny part. No, You were no. wearing a bustier and a bunch of sweaters and you fell down the stairs. But he didn't know that, that I was wearing a bustier. The funny <laughs> part of it is, she goes, Dad, you know what he thought? He thought that you had Parkinson's. <laughs> So not only was he not intimidated by me, he thought it was disabled. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Are they still dating? Unfortunately, yes. Why do you say unfortunately? Nah, he's a good kid. I like I like the kid. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've got a daughter too, and I I haven't had to worry too much about her having a boyfriend. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's awkward. Yeah, I don't have much to say to these kids. Like I, I'm a I'm a middle aged guy i'm never home i i'm like a social media idiot like i don't use social media other than facebook or something you don't look like a middle-aged guy holy shit jen you look drunk how much have you been drinking you look like you're a mess do i are you okay yeah does cletus look like a middle-aged guy yes he does you're the only person who said that thank you i don't think he does i mean he looks like he's in his 40s 40s is not middle-aged man i mean it is most people live till 82. Middle age is a phase of life. And like literally, once you get into your mid-50s, maybe. But you could stretch it into your early 60s. Middle age is the middle of your life if most people live to be 82. No, it's not. It's not. Mid- middle age isn't the middle of your life. Middle age is a, is a stage. It's like, being, it's, like, it's like being a teenager. And nobody would say being a teenager is related to an age. Okay, bad yeah, example. Yeah, they would. Bad example. Okay, anyway, we, we talked about it. We didn't talk about it, but we touched on it twice now. Well, not, not actually. We didn't actually touch on it. How big is your dick? <laughs> like, I remember way back to, like, my earliest experiences in Lake Louise. And one of my earliest memories is hearing about Craig Carter's cock. The Why are we talking about Craig Carter's dick when we have Cletus here? Oh, fuck. I got to keep redoing this. One of the very first things I heard about was, what the fuck's your name again? Cletus what? Van Dam. Cletus Van Dam's cock and how big it was. Have you seen it? I have, no, of course I haven't fucking seen it. Where, <laughs> what situation, Jed, would I have seen it? I've heard a lot about Lake Louise. I don't know. I'm sure there's a situation. 
No, actually, it's funny because when I first became the Stables Pub manager, I got hired there and I heard about three things. I heard about how gay Elvis was when he got drunk. Agreed. How? Okay, sorry, Elvis Presley or is there another Elvis? No, actually, this is funny because his name was Elvis. Sean was just real. Okay, so you knew Elvis, sorry, was funny? Was that what you said? No, no, Elvis oh. Elvis would get, and this is where I heard this uh, this uh, thing. He used to get so drunk, he would get point zero gay. Elvis, what's, Elvis what's would, point zero gay? He would get so drunk, he would become gay. Oh, no, Elvis was one of the most hilarious drunks I ever met. Okay. So that was one, uh, because I was working the staff pub, so they were like, hey, just heads up. Okay, let's just get past when, one. When, when Elvis over there gets drunk, he gets gay. So you got to be on the lookout for that. When he starts getting gay, you got to cut him off. Okay. Or Second don't. was, does a lot of coke. Nickname or real name? Last name. Last name, okay. Does Remember a lot that? of coke. Agreed. Yes, I yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> so like, why it, did you need to know that? It was like once he starts grinding, you, you got to be careful about him. I'm like, okay, good. To Were know. you supplying him coke, or did you just have to? No, cut no, off no. Alcohol? I wasn't. I wasn't. No, he would just get a little weird once he would get. Oh, okay. He, he had he had a bit of an issue. Uh, and uh, Cletus has a big dick. So how did Cletus becomes a big dick become like a, a common knowledge situation? Was it were you sleeping with that many people? Were you showing your dick a lot? Like how did this become common knowledge? Yes and yes. yes it's up to you. <laughs> uh, you know what? It all started with a certain young French lady who you'll remember. Before you go on, I'm gonna pause it because we all need a drink. I don't. Yeah, well, Craig and I do. <laughs> And uh, so you can't even name uh, his name. I don't know that you need yeah. more. Everybody's who's listening. We're going to pause right now. We'll be right back after this break. because We got to get a drink. Stay tuned for the musical interlude. Uh, okay, we're back. And we were talking about Cletus's dick. So the three things I learned early on was Elvis gets so drunk he becomes gay, has a coke problem, and Cletus has a big dick. But we don't know where that came from, and so the stories are yeah. So why why was the reputation? Why did you have a reputation like Louise of having a big cock? Is it true? I guess it's true. I actually have two questions about (laughs) about a big dick. I don't really have a big dick, and this comes up in every you, fucking podcast. You also Jen, haven't measured it, though, you said. Like, yeah, no, You, you don't no. really know how big your dick is. I also, unlike most of the ladies out there, and I would say I'm in the same league as most guys, I don't have a lot of experience with dicks. I've got my own dick, and that's it. Some guys, like, measure dicks. Like, my husband has measured his dick. Yeah, but he measured it when he was, like, he had, like, an award-winning boner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which we all do. So right? how do you know your dick is big? I don't know. Like for me, I never ever thought I did until I got to Lake Louise, and then everybody just started telling me. Like I, I remember the f- the first time I was with a girl there, and she's like, "Holy fuck!" And like, I didn't, I don't know. It was just that's just what I was used to. And then of course the certain French lady who you know I'm talking about. We won't, yeah, we we need to get to that. We won't. Uh, we won't. You know what I really name. want to talk about after we talk about your dick? Because Jen was like, "Whatever, everything you've told me with this guy, I want to spend ten minutes on his dick." I never said. And that. And I assume she meant talking about it. <laughs> okay, so have people since Lake Louise told you, you had a big dick? Yes. Okay, so it wasn't just like an isolated incident. Yeah, Jen. This is the other thing a you lot need to know of, a about lot of people have, A lot yeah. of people have seen my dick. Yeah. Well, I don't doubt that, I, but have they told you it's large? Jen, don't you want to know why? I already know why. Okay, but why don't you tell us why? Uh, I'm a member of the lifestyle. The lifestyle. Now, I have a question about the lifestyle now that we're on to the lifestyle. Hi there. I thought I should add some context. 
According to HuffPost.com, the lifestyle is a term used to convey the adventurous practices of couples and singles that enjoy recreational sex with other consenting adults. Enjoy. Are they as attractive as you think they are? Like, I, in my mind, whenever I meet people who are part of the lifestyle, they're never, like, the hot ones. So do you belong to, like, a hot club? Uh, I'd say yes. <laughs> our, our group's really attractive. I'm probably, I'm by far the ugliest person in my group. <laughs> really? By, by far. But you've got the big dick, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm like the stunt cock, so. The stunt cock. <laughs> so is it your partner, your wife, I assume, who lures them in with her beauty, and then... You're you- the guy in the poster. <laughs> well, well uh, that's kind of how it started. Like, it, it started with... And Dave knows this back in the day with three ways back in Lake Louise. The, I'm sorry, you know. what? There were three ways back in the oh, with David? No, we're, no, no, not with me. We're gonna oh. no, not with me. I was fucking like a nerd that was <laughs> married and was just had a kid. Well, he was married. Not, not, married? not, not, at, not at that time. Okay. Not at time. Yeah, not no. at that time. No. Okay, no. so your wife draws them in with her beauty. Oh, absolutely. And then you drop your pants. It's it's kind of started that way. Like so it, it started your, with three ways, and then we kind of. So it was your wife's idea, or both of you? Actually. I mean, it's always someone's idea. We, we sort of fell into it. like the, Nobody falls into a threesome. Someone says, hey, this is a good idea. Let's give it a try. No, I think he's talking about the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, the three-way kind of, the first time we had a three-way was like 20 years ago. And, and whose idea was it? Oh, of course it was mine. Okay. Was it? Say, of course. Oh, yeah. I have a sister who I know you've listened to that podcast. She was the initiator. So it's not of course. So you have a three-way with another woman or another man? Uh, another woman. Okay. Now, we've had them since, uh, I mean, like, we've been in a lifestyle for a long time. So you went from three ways for how long before you moved into the Wait, lifestyle? 20 years ago? Like, how did you meet them? At Lake Louise in the staff pub. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it somebody I'd know? Yes. Don't, don't yell their name out, but... <laughs> Yeah, probably lots that you know. I think Cletus's Lake Louise experience is very different than yours, David. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. He was my best wingman. I got a lot of what a lot of what I got was because of him. So they're like, I'm not going to go with him. I'm going to go with you. No, I, I remember I had a, a little uh, little thing. It was like, Dave, I need you to call my house at six o'clock and say I have to go to work. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys start with threesomes. That goes on for how long? Oh well. For a few years, and then uh, we had a family, and then kind of things kind of went, uh, you know, sort of normal mom, dad, child sort of thing. And then uh, we moved to Edmonton, and then we... uh it's just one of those things. It's every guy's fantasy to, to live like that. And, and I just kind of brought it up. I said, you know, I'd like to try to get back into this again. And we, we started, uh, we went to a club. And there's a number of lifestyle clubs in Edmonton. So how do you find a lifestyle club? Because, I mean, you don't just Google Lifestyle Club, I assume. Uh, that's pretty much what I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it's different now because we're well-known in the community in Edmonton right now. Is it because of your dick? Um, you know uh, what? That's that's not a big part of it. Like People have really? a, a misconception about the lifestyle. I think it's like, you know... The guy with the with the wide open shirt with the hairy chest wearing the male sign medallion and things like that. It's not like that. It's yeah, a couple of gold chains. Yeah, a couple of gold chains. You know, big belt buckle, cock ring, <laughs> cock ring in his pocket. So you, you know. go to the club and you meet people there. You meet people. Okay. And and that's kind of how it started. It, it's a it's a very there's there's actually a he, a lot of swingers in Edmonton. A lot. It would actually alarm people to know how many. We there. know swingers who tried to swing with us. And in retrospect, had I known, I would have said yes. But it was sort of something you figured out after the fact because we were very drunk. But the, the funny thing is with the lifestyle, a lot of times there's not alcohol involved. Really? Uh, there, it's, it's social drinking. Like that's, I won't say it's frowned upon. Like you don't generally see people that are sloppy drunk. People are sober social drinkers. Well, I imagine consent's a big thing. Like you guys have to be 
you know, like, I mean, it's obviously a very conscious choice. And so you want that to be reciprocated, I would assume. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, we, we started going to the clubs and then, you know, there's some online websites, you know, there's some equ- equivalents of Facebook for swingers. What's the, what's it called? Like uh, adult friend finder is a big adult one. friend. Finder. Jed really was. Yeah. Adult. I'm very curious. Yeah. Okay. She's so licking he, her pencil. I am. Right now. I just, I got to go back and check all this. I'm not going to check mutual from our last podcast, but I will check adult friend finder. Well, Sean, you're going to have to start showing. <laughs> Okay, so or no you, growing. Sorry, you have to start, start growing, growing, not showing. Okay, so you guys, so you you must have rules in place in your relationship then. So do you guys always participate together? Is there you know your own situation? It, it kind of started that way, but like um, we started off with the clubs, and then we met we met a couple uh, in in the north of Edmonton. and uh, we started going to parties at their home. North side people are kinky, so you betcha, yeah. So that's how we met a lot of the people. We started going to these parties, and, 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 and it's sort of one of those things. Everybody knows someone that knows someone knows okay, someone. Okay, so house parties. So you're going to some house. You betcha. Okay. House okay. parties, yeah. So we did that for a couple of years, and we made quite a large number of friends. So uh, Okay, friends with benefits or just friends? Friends with benefits. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Yep. And uh, again, it's very, um, very much a, a, a reputation-based thing. If you're, you know, disrespectful... Um, you know, any bit weird or anything. If you're nice, bubbly, you're um, a good lover, whatever, like people talk about that. Yeah. And and it's uh, you build up a reputation. So we started hosting parties at our home. So what do you do with your child in this scenario? Out of oh, curiosity. We, uh, we always had our child go for a sleepover at okay, somebody's yeah. house or something, you know, yeah. there's no, no uh, children around. But the funny thing is, with our lifestyle friends, we also, we did normal things as well. And actually most of us, our children were all friends. So you, oh, okay. So you guys like go for play dates or go out to movies. Like, so it's more, so it's more relationship based than sex based or is it both? It, it's a little bit of both. Like it's, it's just one of those things. Like, I don't want to say normal people cause I'm a normal person, but I mean, all of us have known someone in our lives uh, in a casual acquaintance that you'd say like, Oh, you know, I wouldn't mind having a go at that person. David has a lot of those. He's got a yeah, bench. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, this is the lifestyle we a lot. We re- find a is, lot really. But I, but I mean, this is just one of those things that you you have the both. Like, there's no, there's zero weirdness at all. It it. I mean, again, we've we've had a couple of bad experiences in in the lifestyle uh, over the last ten or twelve years that we've been into like yeah uh, full swap. Like we're a full swap couple. So that means what that you uh, you go with the other woman and she goes with the other man. Yep. Okay, so you're not all together in an orgy situation. Well, there's lots of different rules. Like yeah. some people are same room only. Some people are what they call soft swap, like oral sex only. Things okay. Like that. So like what are you guys? We're a full swap couple, same room, different room. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, I mean, we have friends. Uh, we used to go for dinner. We have a couple. Um, actually, the the lady in the couple. The, this couple is since divorced. The lady in the couple. My wife and I still see her. Okay. She comes and we actually saw her recently. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. I just had to. So I can't even remember where we're at. So let's, I guess let's go back to the beginning. So you meet your now wife. Yes. And how quickly into the relationship did you guys say, hey, I want to explore other options? Okay, like- hold on. That's a very valid question. But you have to tell the story about how you met your wife. You need to tell the yeah. story because I, we alluded to this earlier. But I want to go back before he met his wife and then let's go into meeting his wife. No, 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 no. Because we had history. So we we talked about this earlier, how I was the chief steward and, and, and Craig and I worked together. And uh, I remember when we I first talked about getting the job. So do you remember, I don't even know when you would come in. 
Six. Six, six, yeah. And I would come in at nine. Craig would handle the operations of the department, and I would handle the bullshit. And I would deal with all the other people because I was okay with handling that, and Craig would actually make things happen. That Where we would kind of come together was when I would come in, we would go out for a cigarette, and I would live vicariously through Cletus. Oh, fuck, I forgot what I was talking about. How he met his wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I remember one, uh, there was a, there was like an, a, a time period where, what was the name of the lady? Cause you were engaged to her, weren't you? Julie. Oh, Julie. Is this yeah. the French girl that you were talking about earlier? Yeah, Julie. They were engaged. Was she as fun as your current wife? She's the one that got me into this. Oh, interesting. And, uh, I don't know her. I don't know her fucking, fucking hold the ground, but so every day I would come into work and 9 a.m. doesn't seem early, but to you, as far as you know me, 9 a.m. is like, yeah, I come in at 10.30. If you were in at 9, I'm shocked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't that much different when I worked with Craig. And uh, so I would come in at 9, and then the first thing we'd do is we would go for a smoke. And Craig would fucking update me. And as much as you watch The Bachelor or whatever, <laughs> I would fucking be like wide-eyed, smoking a cigarette. As you're married. Like, oh my God, yeah. listen to the fucking update of Craig's, what was going on with him. And we talked a little bit about, we used to have stalkers, like not stalkers, like they would follow us around in the middle of the night, stalkers who would stalk things. And we had day stalkers and night stalkers. And the funny thing, funniest, uh, there was two funny positions in Lake Louise when I was there. One was the night stalker and the other was the head receiver. (laughs) And those were honest to God positions. But you, you told me at one point, like I literally, it's like fucking nine in the morning and I just want to die because I don't want to be awake. And I go out and Craig's like, I'll chipper because he's been at work since six. And he tells me a story about when the night stalker, which is the night stalker, the day stalker, the chick who gave you a blowjob. You know, the fucking weird one. Yeah, the night stalker. Yeah. She was the night stalker. She showed up at his house and his girlfriend was there, Julie. And then, uh, she called from outside the door. And then she's like, oh, you tell the story. I, I remember this like it was yesterday. I remember I came home from work and I was lying on, I lived in, in Vic Manor and I'm lying on the couch and then the phone rang and I kind of like, had to call the display. I looked at it and it said Quebec on it. So I like, I was like, oh, fuck, that's your mom or something. So I lied back down and it was this girl on the phone whose boyfriend was a sous chef, who you know. Who is the boyfriend? Joe. We have a Joe. No, not Dolby. The other one. Sis. <laughs> so anyway the uh and i'd forgotten about that until you just mentioned it so yeah she picks up the phone and then they're blah 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 they're talking in french and uh julie was going for a hike so they talk for a few minutes and she just julie was trusting whatever so she leaves and i'm not joking like <laughs> you can remember me telling this story like oh i absolutely can the door as i'm trying to choke down a cigarette the door clicks closed. Like, I'm not joking. It just clicked closed. This girl drops to her knees and starts sucking my dick. Like, my girl, my fiance had just left. Like, if she had to turn around, like, oh, I forgot my sunglasses. Like, she's going to come in and, and see me in the hallway getting my dick sucked by this girl. Like, it was like, it was unbelievable, funny. And, like, and shit like that used to happen all the time. So, no, to you. It used to happen to you. So was there any preamble, or did she just like drop to her knees? Like, well, it, was how like did, it was like instant. How did you know to drop your pants and get your dick out? I didn't drop my pants and get my dick out. She dropped to her knees and pulled down my zipper and yanked my dick out. And that's never happened to you, David? 
No, but have you ever done that, Jen? God, no. I'm a well, lady. Well, then we're both missing out. <laughs> okay, we have a Joe as well, so maybe I'll try it. <laughs> You're going to suck Joe's dick? No. <laughs> All right. So, I'm uh, sorry, that was your fiancé or your wife? So why, that was my fiancé So why did the... Uh, okay, yeah. But the story was no, about we, how he met his current wife. Yeah, we got to stick to the story. I say so, current like you've had multiple. I apologize. Your wife. No, we got to stick to the story. Yeah, that's right. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> so what is this, like 2001? Uh, yeah, it's around 2000, 2001. Yeah, somewhere around there. And we're working on Lake Louise, and you have tickets to... Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, so tell that story. So uh, I've been engaged to Julie for a long time, a couple of years probably. And I mean, we had a pretty sexually charged relationship to say the least. And again, uh, my my current wife, Melody, caught my eye because Julie had been going back and forth. She was only coming back to work seasonally because she was going back to Quebec for the winter. How did she catch your eye? Because she worked at pastries, right? uh, No, she's Poppy. Okay, Poppy. What's Poppy? It's a it's a kitchen. She it used uh, to be the busiest outlet in the Fairmont. Oh. Yeah, Julie was a cook. No, I Julie she, was a server. Mel no, was no, no, no. Sorry, Melody was a cook. Yeah. I thought she worked in pastries. No, she line cook in the poppy. Oh, there you go. All right, so she caught your eye. But I remember seeing this girl like driving by Stables Pub because she's exotic looking, and she, I mean she's very she's way like she's a hundred times out of my league. But I remember seeing this girl. I was like, holy fuck! Like, and I remember thinking like, I gotta have this girl. And I worked on her for like. A fucking year, just kind of being there, like out in the smoke area, whatever, trying to be funny, trying to be whatever, <laughs> so, you know, saying hi, you know, just being an asshole. And I guess I didn't know that everyone was working against me because Lake Louise is a small place. and It's I, an incredibly small I place. I had a reputation and, you know, people talked or friends no, all the time. you told. had a reputation as a guy who had a huge cock. Yeah, but that's not all of it. There's, there's other parts. A well-used huge cock. Yeah, and that's, well, I guess, but... You know, her friends were all telling, you know, stay away from this guy. He's just going to fuck you and leave you and whatever. And, like, I I was interested in more. So, again, I I started messing around with her. And I was going back and forth between the two all the time. And, I mean... Oh, that's so fantastic. But in a small place like Lake Louise... You you say that as something like it's nothing. Like, you say it like it's, like, the the most prosaic thing in the world. Yeah, I was going back and forth between the two of them. But the funny thing was the two of them had become friends... And yeah. they were telling each other, like, yeah, I slept with Craig this morning. Oh, I slept with him this afternoon. So I was living in a manager's unit. I'm- and I was hearing this, just for everybody listening, I was hearing this while having a cigarette with Craig every morning at like 9 a.m. when I first got to work. Did you hate your life a little bit at that point in oh, time? Oh, no, I fucking loved it. There was nothing I looked forward to more than my morning cigarette with Craig. <laughs> but then I, I go buy these Ozzy Osbourne tickets. This is... Summer, I don't know. I'll have to Google it and see when the concert was. It was like July of 2001 or something. And I buy these Aussie tickets, but I don't tell either of the girls because I'm going to take one of them, but I'm not sure which one. <laughs> so both of them had a key to my place. I had a manager's unit, which you'll be familiar with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I come home from work one day and the two of them are sitting there on the couch. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm like, this can't be good. <laughs> so they sit down and meanwhile, they have an envelope with the tickets in their hand. How did and they get the tickets in their hand? They went through my place entirely while I was gone to work. <laughs> well, yeah, going through a manager's unit would take probably like five minutes. It took them eight minutes, yeah. Yeah. So they had the tickets, and then they told me, you know, I had to make a choice. They said, we live in a small community. He says, if we lived in a city, 
we could be a, there was no such term as thruple at the time, but like we could be a, th- a three person couple, but we live in Lake Louise. We can't do that. So you guys have to make a choice. In the meantime, we're taking your fucking tickets as a penalty. I'm like, oh, fuck. So anyway. I love both these women right now. I got to say. Oh, they're awesome. I yeah. love them both. <laughs> so anyway, they go to the concerts like the next week or something. They go to the concert. So without Craig, without me. <laughs> so then the next day, and this is the dagger to my heart. This is the best. So the next day, um, I, I go back and I see, I can't remember which one I saw first, but they're like, I got to tell you something. And I think it was Mel told me first. She goes, I slept with Julie last night. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and, and my first thought was I wasn't angry or jealous. I was like, why didn't you phone me? <laughs> like, I'm an hour and like, I'll put the car in turbo and like, I'm an hour and 20 minutes away. And like, if they would have called me at two o'clock. Because you had mo- a Mustang. Yeah. If they would have called me at 2 o'clock in the morning, I would have jumped in the car and drove to fucking Calgary, like, without a doubt. But they didn't want you. Yeah, clearly. So then I went back again. I went back and forth for a while. And, and then finally, you know, they, they sat me down and said, you know, you have to make a choice. And I made the choice. And really? Bye, Julie. So it doesn't tell me so how you, you... So, so at that point, you punted Julie and picked Melody? Yeah, I did. Well, and look at you now. That is very romantic. Oh, Not man. for she's, Julie. She's my, uh, she's my heart and soul, man. I love, yeah. I love that girl. She's put up with a lot of my, uh, a lot of my shit. So it's funny because you say that, and one of the things we've talked about in the first few podcasts, but, but I mean, everybody's talked about is the struggles that couples go through. But it's almost like, like from to hear you talk. Have, so have you and Melody had struggles? Oh, of course we've had struggles. Uh, I mean, I'm not a jealous person. I'm, I'm like the opposite end of the spectrum. Like I am. Like if there's a if there's someone that falls off the cliff end of the spectrum, that's where I am for jealousy. I'm not a jealous person. Melody's had times where she gets a little bit threatened, like in in the lifestyle and stuff. And it's just for a second, right? Like you go, oh, you you like this person. It's like for me, it's just fun. That's the way I look at it. Like I have my favorites. Like that, we have a huge group of friends. Like. 15 or 20 couples and there's there's certain ones i've slept i've slept with all of them at one time or another but there's certain ones i like there's my favorites and it's just it's like with everything right there's certain people that you click with and it's not even it goes beyond the sex part of it there's there's like a mental connection or a person does something that you like or you know they lick your left nut the right way you you know no it's just it's just something right It's, it's just something that that floats your boat, I guess. But I mean, the the level of honesty and the, and the, and the level of commitment that you have when you're in that it's it's really funny. Like we've had parties, and on a Sunday morning, most of the time we don't play together, and we haven't played together in a long time. Like she'll go do whatever, or I'll do whatever. And I can remember we're sitting in our bonus room. This was like two years ago. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you mean you? Explain what you just said. I don't get that. Play together. Like when we have a party at our house, we'll have upwards 10 12 couples so like 25 people and holy crap so like the, the first part of the evening is generally like parties you start eight o'clock first part of the evening is generally like melody goes crazy she makes all this food and and like most swing parties is bring your own booze we always supply everything like i'll go out and buy 500 bucks worth of liquor and and we like to be good hosts right yeah awesome and, and that's helped us a lot because people like our parties and they always tell us you know there's a lot of in in the lifestyle. There's a lot of people. I guess you call them posers. They like the idea of like attending a lifestyle party, but they will never get naked or fuck anyone. Or I hate to say it, that's probably what I'd be. I was gonna say, was gonna say that'd probably be me. 
No, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even stand in the room. Oh, for sure I would. One hundred percent. Really? Yes. The the comment we keep getting from our friends is like, we really like your parties. Like you guys put on such a good spread and it's it's a respectful environment. We feel so safe. It's so nice and clean and, and like every and that's the thing people comment on. Everybody plays. Our parties say I'll give you an example, start at eight o'clock and we have all this food and generally out of parties work melodies around with the with the people and she's talking having fun like i'm running around like a chick with my head cut off mixing people drinks talking i'm trying to talk to everyone to be the host right yeah that's awesome usually like 11 o'clock somebody will start it everyone knows like okay wait a minute yeah what does start it mean (laughs) because for those of us who aren't in the lifestyle what does at 11 o'clock what does that guy do i mean i'm just using like start at 11 o'clock as example but it's usually around that time night a few hours in that somebody will, you know, get the urge and grab someone by the hand and they go upstairs. And, and so that's, do you make sure there's oh, so, clean sheets on every bed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we have like little, uh, Melody goes out, we have these really nice little baskets that we fill with condoms. And, so everybody's playing at your house. So it's not like, yeah. so you're, they're coming to the house to play. They don't meet and then go home and play. No. Okay. Everybody plays at the house. Gotcha. Jesus, Jen, I can smell how interested you are in this. <laughs> oh, I've been honest about it since the beginning. <laughs> But, but yeah, it, it, I mean, but it's 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 the people, like, the people are so awesome, but, like, we have these parties, and everyone will go up and play, and, like, we have, like, a, a bonus room upstairs, there'll be four or five people on our, on our bed, there's, like, six couples, and wow. people doing things all over the place in the bonus room, there's people in the spare bedrooms, you know, there's people having sex everywhere. When you first get into this and see it, like, it's a shock, like, you're, like, going around your, you know, you got a rock hard dick, like, you know. <laughs> like that. But after a while, when you see it, you become desensitized to it, right? Like, it's just a normal thing. You it's know, a normal you, Friday night. Yeah, it's a normal Friday night when yeah. you've seen it hundreds of times. But like, so, do you, so do you ever get bored with it? Uh, no. I mean, the lifestyle is pretty much on pause right now for everybody because of COVID, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't. Like I said, we have someone that we see now. Generally, I don't even think the clubs are like we stop going to the clubs anyway. We prefer to host the parties at our home. But like for Mel and I, we can have an honest dialogue about what we think about people. Like we'll we'll sit down on a Sunday morning in the bonus room. Mel's having her coffee or whatever, and we'll talk about the night before. And like I remember this one night, Mel comes out like, "Man, I fucked a lot of people last night." And like, <laughs> me too. And like, you're high five. And like, what kind of relationship is that? Isn't that awesome that you can do it that? It is. No, it then, ab- see, that's a thing, right? Where I think that a lot of conservative people would poo-poo it, right? And even my partner would poo-poo it. But I, I, I think that in it, to really express yourself and do what you want to do and have the fun that you want to have, it involves so many. It involves trust and it involves... <laughs> Like to an extent that most people never have, right? It's trust and respect. And the thing with the lifestyle too is women rule. Women are boss. Men. Oh, really? Oh, women are boss. 100% men follow. Women rule roost in, in the lifestyle. And, and, and I think that's a lot of, I think there's a lot of ignorance when it comes to that because people just, again, you see the guy with the male sign medallion and the gold chains and the chest <laughs> hanging out. No, because they have this idea of what it was like, you know, Plato's retreat in the 70s or something yeah. like that out of scumbags and stuff. Uh, I mean, we have people come to our house. We have, not going to name names, obviously, but there's lawyers, child psychologists, aircraft mechanics. Adrian. All, all walks. Oh, Adrian. No, Adrian's never been to one of our parties. I just threw that in because I was going to say, I can't really see him letting loose at all. Because I'm pretty sure Horia listens, so he'll be like, Adrian, 
How do you think? Anyway, I apologize. But yeah, no, all walks of life, right? Like from mechanics to to doctors, like we've had everyone at our home and uh, nurses. Nurses are really freaky. I date a nurse. Yeah, they're freaky. Is she freaky, David? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but I mean everyone has their little niche what they like. There's there's all kinds of things people are into. Like uh, I don't know if you guys know what cuckolding is. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So I, like we know people that are into that. How do you get into that? That's one of the I've because I've watched the videos and and stuff like that. And I I think like like I'm like the, never the kind of guy who could be like overtly like walk into a room of people and be like here's what my freak is. But. When I'm all by myself and I'm like just Googling something and stuff, I'm like, I want to see like the weirdest thing. On page 50 of Pornhub. Yeah. yeah. Page 50 of Pornhub. Or, or 100. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. And uh, cuckolding, that's one thing I never have really understood. Yeah. Not a lot of people in our group are into that. Um, like the dynamic is changing for swinging now. Uh, the the uh, in vogue thing right now is male male. Really? Yeah, that's that's really in the last couple of years. And I mean, our group and I, I have no prejudice against anything. Like, but in my group, the majority of people, the male, the men are all straight, and except for a couple, all the ladies are bisexual. A lot of the groups and in the clubs and stuff, the male on male is so, super. So the male on stuff, male on male stuff, is it like a dare? No, I guess it's just sort of a. I don't know if it's that people are caught up or they're just it, people aren't scared of HIV and things like that anymore. But the, I mean, in the lifestyle, the play is safe generally. Yeah. I mean, people have their own rules with their own couples and things like that. But that's a huge one in the last couple of years. Um, I know we've been asked lots of times in, in clubs and things like that to, you know, the wife will ask Mel, do you want to play? And then the husband's like, hey, do you want to mess around? Like, you know, I'm flattered, but I'm straight. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I mean. Well, we, we've actually talked about that in a couple earlier podcasts, this whole dynamic between straight and gay and like the whole gender thing and all these different kinds of things. And, and it's funny because when you talk about, like if I'm talking about myself and I'm like, would I ever like to fuck a guy? And I'm like, no, I don't think I'd ever like to fuck a guy. But then you start to be like, why would you not want to fuck a guy? And I'm like, I, I just don't want to be that close to another guy. Like I don't have any. I think it's the body hair, man. I think the, the, <laughs> I think it's the way they smell. Like I've got this kind of like thing where I'm like pleasure's pleasure, and I I wish I was more open minded to things. But it's like I don't know that I'd really want to. Like I think the idea of grabbing another guy's cock, I think it would be like kind of funny almost. But depending on what he smelled like, and yeah, and how hairy he was, and all these I mean, other things. I mean, like, that, that's the thing in swinging too. Like when you get in a big group play situation or something like that, there's a chance that swords could cross. You know, especially if you're doing like DP and things like that. Yeah. Um, that's not something I'm super into, but I mean, I've done it with people. That that's one of the things I like. I love watching Mel with like two guys. Really? Or more. Like, I fucking love that. That's, for me, that's Nirvana. I, I love how your name is Cletus in this, but her name is still Mel. <laughs> yeah. Cletus and Mel. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> so you prefer watching her with two men not participating. I mean, I, I have, I've jumped in a bunch of times. Like, she's yeah. blowing a guy or something. I'll jump in and do her from behind or something Okay, like wait a minute. Yeah. How does that work when you jump in? Do you have to be like, hey, do you have to vocalize anything or do you just... I usually cartwheel in and then... Cartwheel. Okay. We got we to gotta talk about this because everybody who's listening, how big is your cock? Back Talking in the cocks. day, I used to show it to people in the Stables Pub bathroom. You did? Oh, so that's why you had the fucking reputation. But they would, but they would ask. I, oh, never well, did, I never just went around, do you want to see my dick? But that's a hundred fucking percent why when I first started talking, it was like, Elvis is, get so drunk he gets gay. 
Adam has a coke problem and uh, Cletus has a great big dick because you would show it to people. Because they asked. No, I wouldn't just go around and whip it out for but, people. So you're pushing a shopping cart. You've got a big dick. Well, you He's know, it's it's like, I'll give, I'll give you an example. Big dick. I, I don't think anything is a big, John Holmes had a big dick. John Holmes, when he died in 1989, had an eight and three quarter inch flaccid penis. Oh, my God. Eight and three quarter and, inches. And John Holmes, his ability, he wants, no, not even once. And he was a 13-inch dick. And hard. several times, he fucking came into cameraman's eye. He's my hero. Oh, yeah. So in your mind, does his penis size have to do with his lifestyle? No, I'm just curious. Okay. <laughs> it's, no, it's nine a, and a half. Flaccid. Nine and a half inches. No, not flaccid, dude. I'd have a fucking 15-inch cock if I had a nine and a half inch Yeah, okay, well, cock. flaccid. Like, like you you go, I don't know. What's, I don't think people... Like, you shovel your driveway, right? It's fucking cold. There's nothing sexy about it. You finish shoveling your driveway. You pull out your cock. How long is it? Oh, five and a half, six inches. Oh, fuck. Mine's an inch and a half. What? <laughs> because my body has reassigned, like... I don't is, think anyone's is an inch and a half flaccid. No, no. My, my body literally has carefully folded skin upon skin upon skin and all the skin folded up thickness is an inch and a half i feel like my five-year-old is an inch and a half flaccid see the advantage i have too i'm a i'm a small person so like if my dick was on you it'd probably look like normal but it's on me and then like no Uh, but but you're you're a good person cletus you're a good person he just called your dick small i just want you to know that he said, "If his dick was on you, it would look normal." So yeah, that means no, that yours no, is no. That's small. a that's a that, that's a compliment. That's a good point. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's a compliment. No. Do you remember remember Pippin? Yeah, or Pippin? Pippin, yeah. I remember him saying to me one time? He, he said, uh, "He goes, your dick just looks big, looks so big because you're so small." I said, "My dick look big on anybody." <laughs> and then I think he punched me. <laughs> so we reached a lull. <laughs> I need a timeout, bathroom break. Okay. Do you? Yeah. Holy. Yeah, so do I actually. All right, everybody. Enjoy the music. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Those guys are legends, man. You know what? I always envied Thomas and Herman. Man, if I was putting up numbers like those fucking guys were back in the day, those were the two legends there. People talked about... Did Thomas, though? Oh, absolutely. Those guys were like a wrecking machine. They went through that place. They tore that shit up. Herman... I talked to Herman, like, in the last couple of days. He is a pussy wrecking crew. He is. He got put out of commission that time the boy shaved his eyebrows off and he had the no, band-aids fuck, on there for awesome. a while. Oh my God, that was awesome. Did he still get action while he had band-aids yeah, for you eyebrows? Know what? You know what? Honest to God, I would not understand how Cletus, what's your last name? Van Damme. How Cletus Van Damme and John Harmon would fucking rack up the pussy they racked up. Because I was a guy who had been married since 1991 and this is like 2001, 2002, 2003 and... uh you know what you got to do? You know what the secret is? No, I have no idea. <laughs> well, maybe. And you actually have this. Okay, what's the secret? Confidence. No, no. I'm, oh. I'm, the, I'm the least confident person there is. Really? I don't I'm know. The most self, I'm, the least, I'm the most self-deprecating person ever. You got to be funny, man. Oh. All you got to oh. do is be funny. You can laugh girls into bed. I remember once my ex-wife, Megan. As long as they're not laughing in bed. Oh, they won't laugh. We went over to... Uh, maybe for David's one and a half inch penis, they will. It's no, like a Vienna see, sausage. See, that's the thing I don't understand. That's the thing it's I don't understand. It's a cocktail wiener. Yeah, when we're talking about penises. <laughs> Most people have a hot dog and David's got a cocktail wiener <laughs> under there. 
Yeah, that's the thing I don't understand. Because my penis is interest and temperature dependent. Like, really? I swear to God. Oh, no. I, I can make my penis into nothing. But but if if everything is working out well, my penis is a fucking weapon. Like, that's what I don't get. Like, so you, your penis is never... But do your you have big balls? Never, do you have big balls? Oh, I have fucking huge balls. <laughs> do, they, do they hang really low? Yeah, fucking yeah. Mine hang really low, too. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't like that. It's age. No, it's age. Really? Yeah. When I'm 70, man, I'm going to be like, they're going to be like banging between my kneecaps. I don't no, like that at all. Uh, when I'm 70, my balls, mm. uh, if they keep on the current thing, yeah, yeah. Is there an age limit to the lifestyle or do you just like graduate to the old people lifestyle? Ah, uh, no. We have people who come to our house that are in their 60s. I, I, me personally. Oh my God. And still hot? Like, I, are you like, I, I want to. I love older women. Like, a lot of guys my How age. How older now. though? Um, like 60s? Like, when we got into the lifestyle first, like hardcore, like, I'm 47 now. Mel's like five years younger than me. So I was in, well, you know, mid, late 30s. Mel was like early 30s and we were young. Like, the average age yeah, for lifestyle is like mid, late 40s, 50s, 60s. I've had sex with women in their sixties. Really? Oh yeah. So, I love older women. Like, but did I you have, have to? Did you have to use lube? No. Really? What do you love about older women? There's a confidence. There's no bullshit. They know what they want. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. They, they, they like, like a lot of guys my age. Like, I work in uh, in the oil industry, and I work around all men. There's, there's barely any women where I work. There's like 98 percent men, all women, and the guys all when there's like a girl around like 18 years old, or oh, this girl. I was like, I have no interest in that. I like like older women, mature women. There's no bullshit with that. Like I wouldn't even be able to because again with the lifestyle, a lot of it's mental. Like obviously you have to have a physical attraction to someone and whatever, but there's so much of it. Like for me, honestly, eighty percent of it's mental. So when you say physical attraction, what would you say the physical attraction is? You know what, man? Like personality is sexy, attitude is sexy, confidence, confidence is yeah. sexy. Like yeah. it, it's all about that. Like, dude, who wouldn't want to fuck me? Look at me. I look like a woman. Jen I, wants to fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I'm like a little tiny skinny guy with long hair. Like, I, I'm not. No, but for a man my age, I'm not. A, I don't look typical for a man my age. Like, I know I'm not anyone's idea. The only reason I do well in the lifestyle is I have my wife is fucking super hot. <laughs> but uh, but I'm a nice guy, and that goes a long way. Like, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, personal, and that, and that's my saving grace it's not my stunning good looks it's my charming personality no <laughs> and, and the and, big dick clearly you know what you know what i think the very first loose and conversational podcast t-shirt needs to say it's not my good looks it's my charming personality <laughs> so what do you and your wife do for fun now that covid's hit and you guys can't participate in the lifestyle yeah because it's dead uh, yeah, it's kind of dead. We we still have someone that we see. Oh, okay. Yeah, we saw her a few weeks ago, and she's been a friend of ours, like in the lifestyle. It's actually th- th- this is really cool because uh, she was married, and, and and it's really weird because usually marriages in the in the lifestyle are really stable. But she's she was part of a couple of couples that we know that have split up in the lifestyle over the last couple of years. Not and really. did they split up because of the lifestyle? Was she the or virus? Yeah. yeah, no, no, it's just not lifestyle related at all. Just sort of personality clash and 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 circumstance. But I mean, we, it was really cool. Like this, this couple, we've been friends with them for years and, and we used to go for dinner. I'll give you an example how cool this was. We would go for dinner. There's this restaurant we used to go to out in Spruce Grove and her and her husband would come and Melody and I would go and we'd have dinner. Melody would take the husband back to our place. I would go back to their really? place with the wife. And then at, we'd do what we we're going to do. And later in the night, we'd all meet up. We'd all play together and 
<laughs> like, isn't that cool? Like that you can do that. Like you have that level oh, of trust and respect. Yeah. And but that blows Jen's mind. No, it doesn't. Jen is judging. No, not at all. So you say. No, okay, wait. You say not at all, but. No, no, but. I was just going to go back to the question because you said that that you found that marriages and the lifestyle are typically more stable. And so do you think that's just because of the open, the honesty? Like, like what do you think it is that makes those marriages more stable? Well, I, you know, the, the, the openness and the honesty is really important. I always use my brother as an example. He always used to make the joke. He was trained because, you know, he, he's walked through the wall, uh, walked through the mall with his wife. And, uh, you know, they're walking through the mall and any time an attractive girl would walk by, his wife would just look at him. And so he just like, he, he developed this thing where he didn't turn his head at all. He would just like stare straight ahead and just keep going. But in a lifestyle, you don't have to do that. You know, you have the open, like, wow, she's really hot. Melody and I were talking about last night that we want to fuck her friend. Who's her friend? She has a friend that she used to work with at the, at the Buffet Royale restaurant. Friend of hers. And, we, and we've talked, and, and it's funny, we always have this conversation when we're having sex. And, you, uh, you have know, a conversation <laughs> while you're having sex? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we always do. It's, it's always, like it's it's a it's a sexually charged Pillow conversation. Talk. Pillow talk, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, you like that? How's about I, you know, I'll eat her pussy while you're sucking my dick. And, uh, and, you know, we're, <laughs> so you guys a, approach just casual people in your life typically. Do you find that the conversation usually goes well, or is it like a fifty fifty thing? Like, how often do you find people that are open to it? Well, like we're sort of in our closed little group like most everyone that we well i won't say it's a little group it's a quite a large group but it's a it's a reputation thing like i said like i love the humble brag there no yeah. little no. group I, it's actually, actually it's, it's a lot of people yeah, yeah. It's, no but it is there's and, a waiting list and, and well no but people ask us they feel comfortable and then they'll come approach us and say like you know we have some great friends we think mm-hmm. you'll like them like we we know they'll love this environment is it okay if we bring them Gotcha. And then the circle keeps getting bigger and bigger. And, and again, it's a reputation thing. If it was someone that we didn't know well, we'd kind of say, well, we have to meet them first and, and you know, sort of feel them out kind of thing. But when when you have that level of trust with people and, and, and you know, you have the respect and everything, it's, you know, we have a lot of couples, that they you vouch for them, I can't wait to meet them. Hmm. Really? Yeah. And, and, and that's the way it is. And, and like, I've only been disappointed. I can think of actually once over at your old hotel. That's like, my was it Horia? Oh, yeah. We, we met up with some people over there one night that was disappointing. Mm. And how was it disappointing? They showed up, like, kind of drunk. Oh. And that was crappy. They and obviously really? were trying to, like, soothe the nerves, I'm sure, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And it was really kind of disappointing because we chatted. A lot of times you don't chat that long. Like, it could be a couple of weeks. Sometimes you'll chat with people for six months before you actually meet. We chatted with them for months. And, you know, really? it, was, it was sort of a letdown. Because I used to take people over to your place all the time. That I know room. that I know that room 505. I fucking destroyed that one night, man. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. I, you must have had to take that off market when we were done. <laughs> no, we just let people sleep and stuff. <laughs> Really? Oh, I destroyed that room, man. Destroyed it. We we met a girl over there one night. She actually walked through your lobby in lingerie. She <laughs> came to the room with lingerie on. Yeah, I I think once you, it, it, I I don't know about like internationally or in the U.S. or something, but in Canada, when you're talking with somebody who's working in a and somebody could walk by with like their dick a, swinging, a python's falling out of her ass, and they're like, I'm not getting paid enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not in the uh, usual podcast studio. And I'm talking funny because the rum is really hitting me. Say, he's very drunk, people. <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah. 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 Holy cow. It's like, it's funny when it's hard to talk. So we put ourselves in a much more comfortable space. Under- As you can tell by David's level of uh, intoxication. Yeah, I am. It just hit me. He's pouring his own drinks. They're not monitored every 20 minutes like normal. They are not. No. <laughs> 
So it is almost time to go to the cards. All right. Do you know about the cards? I've heard about the cards. I can't wait to experience the cards. Does, uh, does anyone know where the cards are? All right. Convo and chill. When are these guys going to give us money? <laughs> I don't know. You should write them. We talk about them all the other time. Oh, this is a really good one. Fantastic. You know, Convo and chill. I don't know who you are who, who built this cards, but you have come with good cards. Okay, so Jen, Cletus, would you live with your partner before or only after marriage? We'll go to Cletus first. Well, I moved in with my partner about uh, a few weeks after we got together. Sorry, after you got together, after you chose her over the other girl? Yes. <laughs> uh, my husband wouldn't live with me before we were married. Your husband what? Would not live with me until we were married. So you would... Uh... Would I? Yes. Did we? No. Actually, that's a dumb question. I think would. <laughs> this is a fucking Kylie question. Oh, she's not here. Yeah. We could call her. We could get her on WhatsApp. What, what are your thoughts on the general three-month rule before <laughs> having sex with someone you're dating? Bullshit. Yeah, nobody's going to wait three yeah, seconds. No Cletus, have you ever waited three months of pursuing someone in the lifestyle before you've slept with them? Actually, the first time I ever went to um, a lifestyle club, I remember this was actually the first time Melody and I ever did full swap. The first time you and Melody ever did full, full swap. Full swap. No, talk about that. <laughs> you, you back it up like... Well, the first time we ever like did... What, what comes to that? Yeah, how do you get to that point? Because you guys were engaging in threesomes. And we were at a, a lifestyle what, club. In when was this? 12, 13 years ago. So wait a minute. Let's, let's talk really quickly. After you and I worked together in Lake Louise, we opened the Mount Temple Wing, and then you went to Jasper. And then you went to for, you were at Jasper for a while, and then you came to Edmonton. Yeah. So at what point was this? It was shortly after we got to Edmonton. Within you, I came in Edmonton in 2007. It was maybe 2009, were you 2008. married at the time? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. So we go to a lifestyle club, and um, we go upstairs. A lot of the lifestyle clubs have private rooms. There's theme rooms, like a you know a massage room, a, a room with a big giant bed that like 30 people could have sex on at the same so time. So do you yeah. pay extra uh, to get into those rooms, or is it? No, no. There's, okay. a, there's a membership. Oh, a membership. How much is a membership? Uh, it's usually a couple is like like a hundred bucks a year, and then oh, you pay shit. twenty bucks to get in. Okay, when you go, that's cheap. Uh, so we go to this one club, and this club doesn't have a private room. It's a, like a big open room upstairs. It's cheaper than the courtyard. Okay, I wait, wait a minute. When you say a club, what kind of building is it? This one was just off One Seventieth Street. Oh, so but, it's like it, a bar. but is it like a strip mall or is it was it in a, a, this one was in a strip mall? Oh, One Seventieth, One Hundred Seven. Huh. Strip mall right there. You're saying that like I'm going to drive there and, <laughs> and think knock you on the door. Hey, let me in. I know. I know Cletus. I know what's going on in here. <laughs> I know Cletus Van Dam. Yeah, mention my name. You'll get a free drink. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we walk up in this room and like it was it was like a real shock to us because we uh, it's a wide open room with couches and and, and all, like there's one scene that's like burnt into my brain. Um, like we walk up to the top of the stairs, there's couch here. There's like four people, a couple guys, a couple girls having sex on the couch. There's this um, couple probably in their mid fifties, which ended up being the first couple we ever had a uh, full swap with is over here. Then on the back couch, there's people having sex, people over here. But in the middle of the room, there's like a table and there's a, a, a girl. She's a plus size woman and she's bent over the table and there's this East Indian guy behind her. And like, he's watched way too much porn. Cause like, he's like making the face. He has to hand in the middle of the back. And he's doing one of these. And like, I'm trying not to laugh, right? Like, for me, but I'm just taking it all in because at that point, this is new to me. So Melody goes over and she uh, she starts talking to this couple on the couch. And meanwhile, there was another couple 
that was with us, the, the lady took a fancy to Mel and wanted to have sex with Mel, but Mel really wasn't interested and was kind of scared at the time to tell her. So Mel is over talking to this couple and they wave me over. So I go over and he introduces himself. I shake his hand and his wife introduced herself. I shook her hand. From the time I told her my name and shook her hand, within 30 seconds, I was having sex with her. Oh my God. How Holy did, smokes. How, okay. How do you go from shaking a hand to having sex in 30 seconds? It, it's just the environment, huh. the, the sexually charged environment. Uh, it was really good. So you don't get to know these people typically then. Uh, but the, like, again, but how, but how does she prepare herself for that? You mean like, it, like she, wetness? Yeah. I don't know. I went, I went fine. He wasn't asking questions. <laughs> yeah. Mel left her thong behind in the club that night, I remember. Oh. She got outside. She's like, I don't have my thong. Where did all that happen? That's awesome. So I guess your first time a full swap went pretty smoothly then. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, it wasn't planned, but like that's an unusual thing. It was, we were never more the anonymous type. Like we have a, a regular group of friends that we play with. Yeah. Uh, and, we, and, and it sounds funny to say play, but that's how we refer to so it. So do you prefer getting to know somebody or having a, an established relationship before engaging in play or f- can you do sort of the casual anonymous thing? We've done the casual anonymous thing, but we sort of evolved and we, we like having the interpersonal relationship yeah. with the people. And when you have that connection, you know, like I said earlier, it's nothing better than we've all had that sort of fantasy. You know, you, you have friends and like, Ooh, wow, what it would be like to have sex with her. But we have that. David, do you think that about friends? All the time. Absolutely. Yeah. And everybody does. And that's the honest yeah. answer of it, yeah. right? Yeah. Like everybody does. But there, There is never a person that I meet that at one point, well, there's person that you meet. There's people that you meet that you just throw away. You're your slurring mind. your words at this point in time. No, it's because I'm drunk. <laughs> the, uh, but I would say like 75%. You're like, you, you, and you got to say this, Jen. You got to be honest about this. You think, at least at some degree, what would it be like to have sex with them, male or female? And I don't, like, I'd be honest, but honestly, it doesn't cross my mind that way. No. Really? Like, it's just not a, like a natural thought. I, you know, so no. It's a man thing. Yeah. Okay. It's a man thing. Is dude. it? Oh, yeah. It's uh, a man thing. I wonder. I don't, I don't think it is. I wonder if your wife would be the same because she's obviously someone who engages in, you know, a lot of sex and is very sexually open. So, like, yeah. does it cross her mind more than it might cross mine? Like, I, I, I wonder. Well, she's bisexual. It doesn't matter in the lifestyle if you're bisexual. But or I think not. we all are. Are you? No. 100%. I'm 100% straight. Like you would 100% never like jerk a guy off. Never. Oh. And I've been asked. I uh, like We went to a club one night and, and there was a couple. The girl was gorgeous. Her boyfriend was a cross-dresser. Mm. Uh, and I mean, uh, he told us it took him five hours to get done up. And I can't remember wow. his name, but he called himself like uh, Tiffany Fantastic or something like that when he was <laughs> dressed up. But he was like 6'5". With his heels on. And I remember we were all sitting around talking. It was just an odd night because there was people our age there. Usually we were always the youngest ones in the club. And I remember sitting around talking to him. We're having a chat and he he, he said, you know, Craig, this is new to me. And and like, I'd really like to give a blowjob to a man and I'd like you to be my first. Wow. And, and I, and I said, and, and part of it was like when I was a teenage kid, like as teenage kids are, I'd be, I was an idiot and you're not open to things like that. But, and, and again, I wasn't interested, but I told him, I said, man, I'm so flattered that like, cause this is a big step for this person mm-hmm. and, it, and it took a tremendous amount of gut to come and ask someone to do that right like and he barely knew me like we chatted for a couple of hours in that environment sort of accelerates everything but for him to ask me and i told him you know i'm i'm he goes are you bisexual even a little bit and i'm like no not even a little bit but like i'm so flattered that you asked me and i i realized what it took 
for you to do that. And I said, you know, don't ever, don't ever be afraid to be who you are and, and be honest and forthright. That, that's the cool thing about the lifestyle. You can't pretend to be anyone. Just be yourself. Don't, yeah, for sure. Because if, if, you, if you're a bullshitter or you pretend to be, you know, uh, be pretentious or whatever, people are going to catch on to that. And, and it's, again, it's a, life, it's a, a reputation-based thing and, and word travels. You're done. I think that I think that's one of the big things is people hear this and they aspire towards it, but this is such a no bullshit thing. Yeah. Right? Like you either put up or you shut up and you either do it or you don't. And I think that's what intimidates a lot of people out of it. Yeah, it's really cool because I've met over the years we've met couples like we used to go on the on the what called a party circuit. And we met couples, and it's really funny. You'll that you, you always think in your mind the wife, the, like new, newbies to the thing, that the wife is just there because the husband wants to do it. Yeah, I've met more couples where the wife wants to do it, and the husband is just there because his wife wants it. You why do you think that is? That. I don't know. Wait, Jen, why did you say you believe that? Because <laughs> I think that. Well, a, I don't think that if the woman didn't want to do it, it wouldn't be happening, right? Like, I think obviously you need equal participation. It's about so, want, though. Woman, yeah. woman is king. Like I said, in lifestyle. I think woman is king. Lady is yeah. king. Oh, yeah. I think women in general are more. And I don't know, maybe I'm just painting a broad stroke, but I think they're more open about their sexuality than men typically are. And so I think that they yeah, might be I more, you know interested in that lifestyle first more than men although i think a lot of people have the perception that it's sort of the man's dream all the time right like that i think you're right they think the man is the driving force behind it but i don't think that's necessarily true it's not yeah like when we used to do the parties all the time i it kind of got to the way where i would line things up and and wait a minute because we're getting close to our limit here but explain to jen what you mean by line things up like i I would have his wife i I would have a couple or or someone like a girl lined up to come over or whatever and and sometimes you know busy at work whatever i just wouldn't do it and mel i would come home and she would say like what do you got lined up and i was like nothing and she's like really but she she got into it as much as i did and and and, and i remember asking her one time because my wife is very demure i guess shy kind yeah, of person yeah. but she's fucking gorgeous the most beautiful woman i've ever seen that's remember- fantastic you know what i want to say before you go and i don't mean to cut you off but how long you guys been together 19 years you just say that after 19 years? That's awesome. Like, I look at her every day, and I was like, I can't believe she's with me. <laughs> but I remember asking her one time, I said, like, why do you like the lifestyle so much? And because she has an exotic look. Yeah. And she goes, people make a big deal about me, and I feel beautiful. And I, and I said, like, don't I make you feel that way? And she goes, oh, you do every day. But it's really nice to hear it from other people. And it was, it was like sort of an eye opener for me. And, and then I know like that's sort of the, the thing that she gets out of it. A lot of it's like an, I guess it's an ego, ego boost for her, something yeah, like for sure. that. And we both get the things out of it that we, that we like, but I, I wouldn't trade for anything. I think it's the best. Is it the reason we're still together? Absolutely not. I love her. If it was just two of us sitting around in rocking chairs reading, um, books, I'd be cool with that. But you know, we've taken this other journey and, and, and it's been an adventure and we both love it and we wouldn't we wouldn't change it for the world and it, it's just made things interesting and we've met the best people and, and I think the whole thing with the lifestyle is I'm the sex and stuff has been fantastic and I have a million stories I could tell about that stuff but the people that I've met and the, the bonds that I've made are a more important thing to me and, and we have we've made some lifelong friendships with people that we're, whether we're playing or doing lifestyle things it doesn't matter these people are our friends forever and, and it's, it's really cool thing and we're really fortunate that's, well, that's awesome. a good note to end it on i think awesome. yeah, yeah i was gonna say we're at our time hey any listeners tell us if you're gonna sign up for the lifestyle after listening to cletus's uh closing pitch well there. i was gonna say i was, the last <laughs> thing i was gonna say was i think there's a lot of people who 
aspire to this. What's most impressive about you, Cletus, is your confidence. And and I think you were totally like ignorant of the fact that most of us, we would not have the fucking confidence to even approach half of this. What do you think? I don't know if it's confidence so much as just, I think I really get a sense that you genuinely enjoy it and that you genuinely love it. And I think the thing that I take away is that you obviously genuinely love your wife, right? And I think that those are those are things I would aspire to is sort of that kind of relationship and openness about it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. But it's funny because like, I don't know that I could, and this is the last thing I would ask. You got to pull your cock out in a room full of people, don't you? Yes. Yeah, and, and I don't mind that. I don't think people pay attention to the cock size. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think when no, you're no, in that I'm environment, not... like, you're not like, oh my gosh, there's five cocks out there, or that one's bigger, that one's smaller. Yeah, I'm not saying the size. Yeah. I'm just saying there's like just the confidence a lot of behind societal it. pressure to say, like, whatever you do, don't pull your cock out. Right? But and, I think in that environment, it's a safe environment. I don't think that that no, really that, crosses that, people's minds. Yeah, that's no, what makes it aspirational. Yeah. yeah. All right. And some of us have to sober up before they drive home. No, you don't. I wasn't talking about me. <laughs> no, not me. I, how about you? No, I don't. I don't. I don't partake like that. Yeah, me neither. I have a designated driver tonight. Oh, Who? Mel. Is she coming to pick you up? Yeah, I will. Yeah. <laughs> she went shopping. She's at the outlet mall. Oh, at the outlet mall. Yeah, like two hours, two, two and a half hours ago. Yeah, she's still there. It's not that big a mall. It's really not. <laughs> Unless she found some cock she liked or something. Maybe, right maybe she's playing while we're playing. Could be. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to <laughs> episode number whatever number Nine. this is. Nine. Well, thank you, everybody. I really can't wait for the opportunity to go to the bathroom. <laughs> You're going to listen back to this and be like, I have no, I have no memory of this conversation whatsoever. Yeah, 100%. All right. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Loose and Conversational podcast. Catch us every week at looseandconversational.com. You can reach us through the website or email directly at opq72 at looseandconversational.com. That's O as in hour, H as in hour, P as in pseudonym, E as in urn, U as in urn, K as in knob, E as in I, I as in I, W as in right, 72 at loose and conversational, spelt just like it sounds. Bye, everyone.